Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's New World Kirtan podcast. It's Tuesday, March 3rd, 2013. I'm your host, Kitsy Stern, and I produce this podcast as an act of loving service to our Kirtan community. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. Well, this is the latest podcast from last month's Denver Chant Fest, and listening to it takes me right back to that wonderful event. We recorded some great audio. Cece White set just rocked the house. Oh, it was so good. So we'll have an interview with her, and uh, I'll be putting that podcast up next month. We also have Govindas and Radha's Kirtan Vinyasa class, which was wonderful. And Dr. Manoj Shalom gave a talk on the deities that was really great. So um, I have that. The audio is not great on that, but I've got that. And also Saul David Ray's post-festival intensive. Um, so I'll be posting these within the next month or so. The link to all this yumminess is at the New World Kirtan website. Click Community and then click Kirtan Events, and that will take you to all the Denver Chant Fest interviews and live podcasts. The Denver Chant Fest was the first time I've experienced a Kirtan Festival indoors, and it was a very different experience. The energy of the music was much more concentrated and contained. Um, it was interesting, and I'm looking forward to experiencing more and different Kirtan events as New World Kirtan continues with its Bhakti adventure. Speaking of that, Atlanta is having a sacred music festival this weekend at the Druid Hills Baptist Church. Wynn Paris, Blue Spirit Wheel, and Krishna Das are featured at Chantlanta, plus some stellar local groups. The podcast next week will highlight Chantlanta, and there's a fresh track set coming up soon also, so stay tuned. The festival season is gearing up. It's time to start dreaming of the spring and the summer and seeing all of our Bhakti friends. Stay tuned, my friends. There's lots of good things coming. Namaste. To introduce my teacher, talk about humbling and challenging at the same time. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> Turn Jai's mic off, please. <laughs> this, this vision really began a very long time ago when I first met Jai at one of his Kiraton camps. And by the way, if you haven't attended one of his Kiraton camps, this December, He's actually going back to Nosara, Costa Rica. And if you want to spend your holiday in Costa Rica, who, who doesn't want to? <laughs> Jayatal does an amazing Kiraton camp. So I met him years ago at a Kiraton camp in Nosara, Costa Rica. And um, it was a very uh, challenging time in my life. I stepped off the plane and stepped into this path, really, this path of bhakti, this path of recognizing the beloved, of singing to the divine, of finding God for me. <clears throat> and meeting Jai and experiencing his camp, experiencing him and Daniel Paul at the time, allowed me to plant a seed 
because it changed and shifted my entire life. The way he tells stories, the way he chants, the way he brings his heart into every single thing he does with his family, with his extended family. And I thought, what is, what is, what is up with that? What is, he, what is he doing? And how is he doing it? And how can I do that? And um, I thought, wow, I'm living in Denver. <laughs> and how can I have, how can I bring this experience back to Denver? And so that little seed was planted because of that moment, that week I spent with Jai. And then it began to grow and grow. And a year and a half later, I met CC at Bhakti Fest. And it was a very embarrassing moment for me because she was in the parking lot trying to have privacy and change her clothes really quickly because it's hot as haze at Bhakti Fest in Joshua Tree, if you've been there. And I, I wanted to tell her how much she um, meant to me, and I wanted to, to ask if she would be my mentor. <laughs> and so it was like middle school again, where it's like, um, so hi, Cece, I'm Dakini. <laughs> She's like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> and then she gave me a big hug, and she said, us Shakti sisters have to stay together. Right, right? So these two amazing people are now here on this stage for you, for all of us. So I would love for all of us to give them a warm, amazing welcome. Jayatabh is like. Govinda, 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 Govinda,
evening, friends. I'm so happy to be here. And so thankful to be here. And so thankful that you all are here. And, and super thankful that these beautiful people are playing and singing with me. Now, we're going to send some extra energy because, you know, as you all know, CCN Company have just finished singing for two hours. And now they're going to sing for another two hours. So, CC White, of course, you know. Steve Costello. Mark Gorman on bass. And my new friend who I just met today, Craig McIntyre on drums. So, I, you know, it might be odd, but I always ask myself, I mean, I don't mean to ask myself, but the question always comes up inside of my head while I'm saying, why am I doing this? And, um, you know, I don't have the actual answer, except that I know that I'm, you know, pushed and compelled and basically the universe kind of forces me to do this. <laughs> but um, I, I feel pretty blessed to be able to like continuously knock on the door and say, hey, hey, hey Guru Maharaj, hey Govind, hey Gopal, please, 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 I don't know anything about Bhakti. I know what I've read, you know, I know what I've read and I know what people say, but please, 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 maybe tonight, maybe tonight, maybe tonight, you'll bust open the walls inside of me and give me a taste, give me just the tiniest taste of what devotion so I guess that's why I'm here, um, to, to beg, you know, to beg, to beg God for just a little taste. <laughs> this next song is called Queen of Hearts, and the, the words are, <laughs> the words are Radhe Radhe Bolo, let's say that. Radhe Radhe Sham, Radhe Radhe Bolo, Radhe Sham, 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 Sham. So I know that, that probably all of us here probably know what those words mean, but, but I also know that none of us really know what they mean, and myself included. And, and when I think of Radha, what we sing as we sing to as Radha, I think of Radha. Radha is the beloved of Krishna. She is the the, um, the emanator of Krishna's love, of the divine love. She is the expression of that love. A lot of people say that Radha is actually Krishna's guru, because Krishna is unmanifest. He is the divine lord, sitting in the divine lordom of lordiness. And, <laughs> but, but Radha, through her love, and through all the flavors of her love, through all the melodies, through all the, the, the gentle colors of her love, she pulls Krishna out of the unmanifest into the manifest, so that we can see him, so that we can also become his beloved. My mic stand. These are the, you know, the mundane trials and tribulations of the kirtan singer. That's easy to think it's funny. I'm glad somebody. A mic tiger. Is there a mic tiger in the house? No, never mind. We're good. I think we're good. 
Okay, I'm gonna go down to the ground floor for a second. You know, I once lived in Denver. I actually lived in the Hare Krishna temple in Denver. It was when I first came back from my first trip to India. It was 19, um, I think it was the 1940s. Uh, when I came back, you know, I was 19. I was like, nothing in this place that we call America is right. Everything was odd to me. I've been in India, not for that long, just for four months. And I was thrown out because I couldn't get my visa renewed. And I came back and I came to New York, and that was weird. So I, I decided to hitchhike out west. And, you know, this is back in those days when you could actually do such a thing. I know I'm dating myself, but I don't mind. I always date myself. Are you guys doing this? Okay, good. Okay. The chief thing. Anyway, so I came to Denver, to and I looked around, and there was no place for me to go. I had no money, and I had no friends. So I walked up to the Hare Krishna temple, knocked on the door, and said, Hi guys, I, I just came back from Vrindavan. Vrindavan is, is a town in North India where Lord Krishna and Radha live. And, and in those days, none of the Krishna kids had been to India. So they said, Come on, come on in. Oh my God, you've been to Vrindavan. So I lived there for a while, but they wanted me to join. That was the problem. And and you know, I had this been with my guru named Kurli Baba, who would, who would say to us things like, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how much you love God. And then people would say, well, what does that mean? How should we, what's the best way to worship God? And he said, the best form to worship God is every form. So he didn't say, just worship Krishna, or just worship this or that or the other. So I couldn't fit into the strict um, uh, concepts that they had. But I have to tell you, it was bliss for me to come and, and stay in that temple for a little while and, and sing on the streets and all the stuff, you know, that other Krishna's do. I love this so much. And that was my, my, but then I went to the Rainbow Gallery. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> I don't know why I told you all that. I mean, what complete uninteresting nonsense. You know, we all have these life stories, don't we? They, they seem so interesting sometimes to us. Until we look at it in the perspective of the long view. So anyway, I'd like to, to sing a song to Lord Shiva. I guess that's kind of why I brought it up. And many of us think of Lord Shiva as the destroyer. And, and of course, in the Hindu trinity, Shiva is considered the destroyer, the lord of destruction. He who, when he dances, all the words dissolve and are instantly recreated. But there are many ways to, to think about all these deities to whom we sing. You know, as soon as you think you've got a conclusion, you really, you got to know that you're wrong. Um, or I shouldn't say wrong, but, but it's not the full picture. So lately, I've been thinking of Lord Shiva in a bit of a different way. Truly, yes, he, he does the dance of destruction, but Lord Shiva is also the king of the devotees. Some say that Lord Shiva is the most supreme devotee of Krishna. In fact, Shiva's always complaining to Krishna. He says, Krishna, man, you know, you give me all these messed up jobs. Why, why do you do it? 
And, and Krishna says, well, what are you talking about? And Shiva, do you remember about when, remember long, 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 long time ago when the gods and the demons had a big tug of war? And, and they were churning, they, they were pulling, they wanted to get the, the nectar. And whoever was going to get the nectar was going to be the winner. The winner of what? I'm not quite sure, but the winner. So they were having this tug of war, and the nectar was in the middle, and they were tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging and tugging. And in the tugging, all this poison came up from underneath the ground and underneath the waters. So what are they going to do with the poison? Because if they let the poison go, everyone was going to die. So, so Krishna says to Shiva, Shiva, could you do me a favor? And Shiva says, oh, yeah, not me. And, and, and Krishna says, could you please swallow the poison? And, and, and Shiva says, but why me? You know, why me? And Krishna says, because you're the best of my devotees. Only you can ask this. So Shiva takes all the poison and he swallows it. But then he's got a problem. And he's thinking, what am I going to do? Lord Krishna is in my heart. And if I swallow the poison, it's going to go down to poison Krishna. So Shiva was really stumped. And he decided, well, I can't swallow it, and I can't spit it out, so here it will be made. And that's why Shiva has a, a, a blue throat. It's called Milkant, means blue throat, because that poison made his throat blue. But he didn't mind, because he was in the service of his beloved. So anyway, the words to this chant are Samba Sada Shiva. Let's say that, Samba Sada Shiva. Now what that means, roughly, the, the true primordial Shiva, he who is on Shiva and is thus Shiva, is always worshiping his beloved, the Divine Mother Amba, Mother of the Universe. He's never without her. Samba Sada Shiva. It's funny, I got a watch and a clock here. <laughs> Now the watch is upside down. <laughs> and the clock I can't see is black. Hit the button on top, Jai. <laughs> Hit the button on top, it lights up. There's six buttons on top. <laughs> the one big one or the five the little ones? Big one. Around about this time, that somebody with a hook comes out. Samba Sada, 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 Sam
So, um, Lord Hanuman is the monkey god who is actually incarnation of Shiva. When Vishnu came down to earth as Rama to defeat Ravana and to bring back the light to the universe, Shiva is like, man, I want to come too, I want to help, I want to be part of this play. Uh, but maybe I'll come down as a great warrior. They thought, no, that's not going to be right because this is Rama's show. I'm going to come down as a monkey and help, help him. So Lord Shiva came to earth as Hanuman, great, great, great monkey. And I don't know how many of you have read the Ramayana or have seen the Ramayana or have heard the Ramayana, but it's an amazing, amazing story. It's an amazing, amazing history. It's an, an amazing diagram. It's an amazing, beautiful, beautiful, enlightened tale. But at the end of it, Rama and Sita ascend back to heaven after thousands and thousands and thousands of years of, of, of the golden age ancient, ancient times. And Rama says to Hanuman, well, Hanuman, you've got to stay on earth. And Hanuman's like, what? Why? Well, because you have to bless people with devotion. You have to bless the universe with love, my name. And Hanuman, of course, accepts this because he accepts the words of the Lord as, as his command, as his truth. But like all of us, and like we see in all the stories, there's a simultaneous ecstasy and anguish. Because Hanuman is, is, is spending his centuries, days and days, years and years, yugas and yugas, sitting in the mountains, singing Rama, Rama, Sita, Rama, Rama, Sita, Rama, Rama, Sita, Rama, Rama. And he's so completely filled with love. But then he opens his eyes sometimes, and he says, well, where are they? Where are they? And he's filled with anguish. So, this song is called Hanuman's Heart. And the chorus, you know, it's a little hard to remember. I've been singing it for God knows how many years and I still can't quite remember it. But it goes, Namo, Namo, I bow to Sita and Rama, the, the bestower of goodness, of happiness, of joy, of all benevolence. And Namo, Namo, I bow to Sita Rama. Namo, Namo, Sita Rama, 
Dukkha Harani, the remover of sadness, the remover of suffering, the remover of pain. And then it goes on. We've never done this one before. Well, we did it in some time. It's a symbol for me of, of you know, embodied human life. It just keeps slipping. And just when you think it's in the right place, it slips. There he is. Strong
there was some betting going on. Like, you know, off-track betting, but in this case it's off-mantra betting. About whether we would actually do that. Um, it's another new song. But I would like to dedicate this song to a, a friend of mine, a friend of ours, and of many of us, who just recently died. And he was a great, great buddy, and a great, great friend to the whole bhakti community all over the world. His name was Sham Das. Some of you might know him, some of you might not. For those of you who know him or knew him, I share your sadness. We share our sadness. He's such a great guy. And he's such an idiot. Um, because <laughs> he was riding a motorcycle around India with his girlfriend. He's old, like me. And, and he had an accident. And he's such a beautiful guy. And he would always say, Rade, 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 like we sang before. So we we'll would just dedicate this song to him. I, I, you know, I wonder what happens after we die. Everybody's got their ideas. I wish I knew so I could feel a little bit more peace around his leaving. But I just miss that a lot.
I guess we have time for one more. Craig, Steve, and the woman in red, Cece. And take a, just a quick moment to, to appreciate Dakini. You know, Dakini wrote me almost some time ago, she said she was going to do this chant festival. I wrote it back, something like, are you out of your mind? Uh, <laughs> and she responded something like, of course, then you know, aren't we? So what a beautiful thing she created, right? <laughs> we, we were having a little, a little rehearsal. Believe it or not, we actually had a rehearsal today for about a half hour or so in Steve's hotel room. And, and while we're rehearsing, the TV is on, no sound. And, and, you know, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like, the most horrible things are going on in the world. And we're thinking, well, what can we do? And, of course, each person's answer to that question is, is unique and different. But one of the things that we can do is sing God's name and, and radiate this energy all throughout the universe. And, and people like Dakini, who makes an event where the name can be sung really, really loudly, really fully by lots of people together. That's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful gift. You know, I was reading, somebody was saying, you know, meditation is, is great, meditation is awesome, but chanting doesn't just benefit the chanter, it, it benefits all the people who, who can hear the, the melody, who can hear the words, and all the people in the distance who might just hear that, like the tiny tip of the drumbeat of, of our mantras, of our chanting. And, you know, I ask myself, well, what can I do? There's not much, but I can sing these songs. And, and thank you all so much for singing and with me. So this song is called Hardy's Rapture. Now we get, you know, we get really into our own happiness and bliss and joy, and that's so cool. But can you imagine, can you just imagine, or can I just imagine for one moment, the joy of Hari, Krishna, Gopal, Govinda, watching his beloved Radha walking down the banks of the Jamuna River with her ankle bells tinkling, and um, just existing with the bliss of her beloved.
Go Vinda, go Vinda, go 
with Saldi with Ray that's going to be really yummy. So if you're interested in that, we'll be happy to help you out tomorrow. And I have one extremely important question for Jai. Are you ready? How do you sleep after this? 
sleep. Mm. You know, I'm in volume four of Game of Thrones. Yeah, so that. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste, everyone. Have a great night. Namaste.